Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. This is episode 16, and we're almost to a month. Can you believe it? We are almost to a month of the infancy of this podcast. If you want to check me out, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle.net. On that site, it has all of the links, everything in my world, everything pertaining to me, all my social media, all the links to the podcast, links to my PayPal, links to everything. You'll find everything. One-stop shopping, Tuttle.net. If you go to TuttleTV.com, that's TuttleTV.com, that'll take you to my, all my video content, all my YouTube videos. I just thought it would be nice to have Tuttle, uh, Tuttle TV as a uh, domain name that you could go to. It's better than giving out the uh, YouTube.com slash Tuttle. And if you want to donate to the cause and help me out, because all my content is free, you can go to PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And you can uh, give me a dollar. I'll take a dollar. I don't give a damn Every little bit helps because I'm reinvesting it back into the podcast so the content will be better quality for you guys. And if you want to leave any questions or comments, you can do that by uh, emailing me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. So how's everyone's 401k doing this morning, guys? Yeah, I, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but there's a lot of people that are freaking the fuck out right now. If you haven't been paying attention, the stock market dropped almost 2,000 points this morning within the first hour, which led to them, like, I they, they have these plans in place. I think when it drops a certain amount, they pause for 15 minutes, and then it dropped again steeply, and they paused it for another 15 minutes, and then it really shit the bed, and they stopped trading for a little while and now it's back open. It's starting to recover a little bit, but it's still way over a thousand points at this point. And I, I, I think it'll recover a little bit, but it's almost really, really scary to see the way that the stock market and how fragile it is and how, how it's just a house of cards readily, ready to tumble at any second over the fears of a goddamn virus. Yes, we need to be concerned about this virus. You know, Trump tweeted out something this morning, which, you know, got a lot of people really up in arms when he was talking about how all the people that die from flu every single year and people don't freak out about that. Yes, that's correct. More people do die of the flu. The coronavirus right now at this point has not spread enough across this country for the numbers to be way too high. The death rate right now is anywhere in between three and five percent right now for some people. And that's that's pretty much elderly and people with secondary health problems. But it is a scary, scary situation. And I think we need to do more. And I don't want you guys to think I'm anti-Trump or listen, guys, I've explained this to you every single time. I do not support any political side or I'm not a part of any political affiliation at all. All of these politicians are nothing but a bunch of goddamn fucking crooks and they don't give a fuck about any of the working class people. These politicians care about themselves. They care about the lobbyists and the people that give them money to get reelected. They got favors favors that they owe to people because they did a favor for him. And I'm not saying just Trump. I'm just saying all politicians are crooked. They don't really care about us. And I vote, so don't come at me and say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to bitch. No, yes. Even if I didn't vote, I still have a right to bitch. What I'm saying is, is that we still live in the greatest country in the world, but it could be better. Why don't you guys want it to be better? You need to have have higher standards for your politicians and what pisses me off the most, and I know it's a part of Donald Trump's First Amendment, he could do whatever he wants to do, but why 
put out tweets that say fake news. Don't say that. That's like a buzzword all everybody is wanting to use. Fake news. Fake news. It's fake news. If it does not agree with them, they call it fake news. Guys, wake up. This is just a, a, a shell game that these politicians are running against you at this point. Instead of tweeting, he needs to be out in front and being a leader. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I think he's done a lot of good. You know, I can name... A, a handful of things that Trump has done great that I agree with. But as a leader, you should not be on social media tweeting out stuff talking about how the coronavirus isn't that bad. Yes, it's not as bad as the flu. Not as many people have died from it. I will agree with you on that, Mr. Trump. But what I'm saying is that if this thing breaks out, it could become worse than the flu. Right now, it's not. Yes, more people die from the flu because there's more people that get the flu. Just wait till this thing blows up. And I just love how the coronavirus is 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 the problem when it comes to this. You know, I, from what I read that the oil prices dropped this morning. Shouldn't that mean that more buying would be happening? When oil prices go down from what I've read, and this isn't anything that I know firsthand, but with oil prices going down, that means the economy should be good because that means people are driving more. People are buying gas. People People are using gas for their businesses, and it's cheaper. So the economy should be going up at this point. I just don't understand it. It's such a goddamn clusterfuck at this point that it's going to drop. And what I fear is, you know, a lot of people talk about the Great Depression, and and I, that was not even alive. It was like another 60 years until I was born. No, not 60, about 50. But what I'm trying to say is that the only thing I could relate this to is the recession that we had uh, starting in like early or late 2007, early 2008, which went all the way until about 2011. And I can compare this recession that we're, that we possibly could be facing right now to what we went through in the late 2000s, minus the housing crunch or the housing bubble popping and all the bad loans and stuff that were being written at that point. But I'm just saying, guys, be prepared. At this point right now, I'm really not freaking out about it. I have no money in a 401k. I don't really have any stock, so I'm not freaking out about this. And if the economy really does get bad and we get to the points of even the Great Depression again, which I don't think we will, but if we got to that point, shit, I live out by the water. I own a cast net. I don't need to go buy bait. I could catch a mullet all day, try to catch uh, some sort of fish. I'll eat garbage fish out of this water. I know how to start a fire, so I'll be just fine at this point. I just think where the people that are freaking out and losing their goddamn minds over this whole situation are the rich and the mighty and the powerful at this point because they're afraid they're going to lose everything that they have. The people that are on the lower end, yes, they may lose their jobs and they, they might do that, but they'll survive. A lot of people during the Great Depression may do with what they had. They survived. They lived off the, the land and, and ate what they could and did what they had to do to make it make things happen. Do you think that the rich and the elite will be able to get through tough times if we ever went through another Great Depression like we did in the 40s and late 30s? No. We, the rich and the elite will be the ones that are going to fall the most, in my opinion. It's us, the working class, that know how to survive and, and make do with what we have. And, and we'll survive. We'll bounce back at this point. So guys, don't freak out. The American citizens are are a very, very hardy class. We, we survive and we make do with what we have and we'll be able to do that. There's a lot of poor people that are making do with very little right now. So yes, the American 
American people will survive. We'll bounce back from this. And I, I don't want you to think I'm being one of these doomsday guys right now because I'm not. I don't think it'll get bad. But I, what I'm trying to tell you is that just be prepared, guys. Be prepared for the worst just in case it happens because you don't want to get caught off guard. So, all right, guys, I, I won't stick on this too long. I just wanted to just talk about it a little and we'll get into some fun topics today, I promise. All right, guys, moving along. One of the things that I wanted to play for you, I found this last week and I don't know who the announcer is, but I know what sport it is. Me being as a broadcaster, this gives me absolute fucking anxiety because I've done radio and I've worked in studios where you have a talk back. And if you don't know what a talk back is, guys, when I worked at Real Radio 104.1 in Orlando, we had three different studios. You had the main studio. So for example, when I was on with the Monsters, most of the guys sat in the talk studio. There were no controls or anything. There were mics. They had cough buttons and they had a talk back button. And what the talk back button is, is that once you hit that button, it turns your microphone off. And when you talk into the microphone, you can talk to the people in the other rooms without it being on the air. So sometimes the only thing I can compare this to is that I would always hit the talk back if there was some information to talk in Russ's ear while he was like setting up a topic. And there was a couple of times I threw him off and he would tell me, you know, please, you can't talk in my ear while I'm talking. It's it's very, very distraction, distracting. And one of the things I wanted to let you play is this, this uh, host and commentator for rugby over in England. Rugby is a sport, kind of like football. You can't throw it forward, but you can run with it. And it's a very, very brutal sport. So he shared with his audience on social media, preferably uh, preferably Twitter, what it sounds like, what he hears in his ear while he's trying to commentate and describe and set up uh, the match that's upcoming. And I wanted you guys to hear what he has to hear and tell me if you think you would be able to even talk just as a regular being, less being it on the air where you got to be on top of your game. So just listen to this. So what you're going to hear at the beginning is you're going to hear a female voice, her counting down to the start of the broadcast. And then everything from the woman's voice that you hear is not on the air. It's it's in it's in the commentator's ear. And just tell me if you really think you could carry on a conversation on air and sound professional with all this racket going on in your earpiece. Stand by, counting back from the break in 10, 9, 8... Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. So that voice you're hearing right there in the background, the male voice, that is probably the producer, the guy in control, the director of the broadcast. So that's not the main commentator. I just wanted to let you know. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. A very warm cool. welcome to the stoop. A and that's 45 to seconds to comment. Way. See, right there, that's my point. How could you be a broadcaster? I mean, it takes a major set of skills to be able to go out there, talk, not stutter, be a professional broadcaster with some bitch talking into your ear, consistently counting down. Have you ever tried to count and then somebody else say numbers? It's a, almost virtually fucking impossible to 
to do when you got somebody else talking. So just imagine, imagining being on a live TV broadcast and you got some lady constantly counting down in your ear while you're trying to set the scene and paint the picture of what's going on at this rugby match. Stand by Z away dressing room. 40 seconds. Run Z. 35 commentary. And guys, I promise you, the person that is talking and setting up this whole thing, what you're hearing is exactly what he's hearing in his ear. So when you're watching the broadcast, you're only hearing him and and he's hearing everything that's going on. So all the other voices is exactly what he's hearing in his ear. You're just not hearing it. And I think I'd be probably pretty good at this because spending time in a mental hospital, you would think, hey, man, this crazy guy, Tuttle, hears voices. And I've heard voices before, but I, it's never really, really affected me before. So I just think I might be pretty good at this. Maybe I need to decide of just getting out of talk radio and becoming a sports broadcaster and and, and giving them a hard time and, and doing that. Maybe I need to move into it, start on some like minor league baseball team on the radio, I think I, I think I could easily, easily do it. Up promo in five, 30 seconds four, to commentary. Three, two, one, run a wipe. 25, you'll have 10 off the back. Why don't these sports commentators just say, God damn it, guys, I don't need to hear all this stuff. Just let me talk and talk about the things that I'm seeing. Why do I need to hear when you're changing shots or going to something or or having the player's bios up on the screen. Why the fuck do I need to hear this type of stuff? Let me do my thing and you guys do yours. But I guess I, I've never worked in TV, so I really, really don't know why or why they find it necessary to be able to talk in the host's ear. Host ear. It, maybe it's because he needs to know how quickly he needs to be done before it goes to a certain shot. Maybe that's what it is. I, I have no idea. Counting to come in 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. This really, really reminds me of trying to pick up a girl in a busy bar and trying to carry on a conversation with somebody that you're trying to break the ice with, with everybody talking and screaming in a bar. This, this is the only thing I can actually compare it to, trying to pick up a chick in a busy-ass fucking bar. Oh, and 20 seconds the on the scene, the sir. There, Chris. Part of the rugby universe, southwest of London, Twickenham. 15 seconds. And Pam. Enjoying a weekend off in between England against Ireland Ooh. last Sunday. Alright, I'm not going to play the rest of this clip and you I don't even know if you guys find this entertaining or interesting at all. I just wanted to play it for you. Maybe I found it interesting because I'm a broadcaster. I just wanted you guys to hear what goes on, the, on in the background when you guys are watching a sporting event or anything like that and the type of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you necessarily don't get to see. So I maybe you guys did find it 
quite interesting. I just wanted to share it with you guys. Now, this next piece of audio I'm going to play for you, and I'll start off by saying this, is that I know a lot of these TikToks and videos you see on social media now are set up, but I'm telling you right now in this next clip, and I've never hit a woman or do I ever agree on domestic violence or anything like that, but man, oh man, if some bitch was yelling and screaming at me like this, I just might have to make an exception for her. her. I hope this isn't real. I most likely think it's set up because they're trying to get TikTok, Instagram, Twitter famous. Yes, a lot of that does go on, but man, I've been hungry before, but I've never fucking lost my mind and acted like a lunatic like this before until you hear what this woman goes off on some people in a car after, I guess, being out partying late night, and she pretty much hasn't eaten all day, and she screams. And I apologize. I hate playing audio with music underneath of it. I think it makes it sound corny and morning zoo type stuff, but this is the only piece of audio. For some reason, they put audio on it. If you're going to have audio like this, guys, make it clean. No music underneath of it, guys, so people can replay it. You'll get some more run off of radio and TV in my opinion, if you don't put music underneath of it, just listen and see what this, how just nasty this bitch was. Yes, you'll understand what I was saying. I worked a 10 hour And just to set the scene for you guys, this woman is not a big girl. She's actually in pretty good shape and actually really, really attractive. So I don't want you to think she's some hog that had it, that was hangry for a minute and she just needed to eat. No, I guess she had been partying and and taking massive, massive amounts of drugs and booze. And she just had the urge she had to eat. Right then. I've never seen an N-shaped woman be this hangry before. And she was like ready to to b throw down. Like she was ready to fight the other men in the car because she was so goddamn hungry. She was ready to go. She was ready to go. Why? I'm a little That double, I ate nothing, I eat nothing really makes me believe that this was set up and she really was not as hungry and needed to eat as what she said she was. This was just, like I said, trying to be Twitter or TikTok or Instagram famous. So I'm going to act out and I'm going to do some fake outreach because I'm so goddamn hungry. Hey, maybe we can go viral on this and I can get famous. So... Yes, but if she really was hungry as much as she says she was and she was talking to me like that, I'm not talking punching, but maybe, you know, slapping some sense into her a little bit. Not not with an open hand, maybe the backhand. I don't know. In your opinion, what's worse, getting the back of the hand or the, the palm of the hand? As a woman or a man, guys, let me know. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. What's, what's, what's worse? What hurts more and what's more disrespectful? Getting hit with the back of the hand or the open palm? I, I, this is just one of those many questions that I sit in my beat up PT Cruiser as I'm recording this podcast for you guys. It's the type of things. These are the questions that I need answered in my life. What is worse? The backhand? Because I think if you get backhand, it's kind of like, like if you're a man and you slap another 
a man with the back of your hand, you're pretty much saying, hey, you're a bitch. I have no respect for you at all, and I'm going to treat you like a woman, and I'm going to slap you with the back of my hand. What are you doing today? I ate nothing! With the stock market crashing today because of the coronavirus and everybody's freaking about the freaking out about the coronavirus, Tito's Vodka, yes, Tito's Vodka, one of the most vodka, most popular vodkas in the United States right now, actually had to come out with this statement telling people not to use their vodka as a sterilizer that could kill the coronavirus because I think they need somewhere near 90% alcohol for it to be able to kill viruses. And Tito's came out with this statement. Per the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, washing hands with soap and water is the best way to get rid of germs in most situations. If soap and water are not readily available, you can use an alcohol-based sanitizer that contains at least 60%. I was wrong. It's not that high. You can tell if the sanitizer contains at least 60% alcohol by looking at the product label. Tito's handmade vodka is 40% alcohol and therefore does not meet the current recommendation of the CDC. Well, you want to know what happened? And, and this is why I love Twitter so much is people are constantly trolling people on tweets and they came out saying, well, that's why I drink Everclear. And I don't know if you guys have ever drink Everclear. Not the best tasting alcohol in the world, but it will get you absolutely fucked up beyond all recognition because it's almost, I think it's over 90%. Might be 100%. I don't know. Email me Tuttle at gmail.com to let me know. But Everclear started trolling them saying, this is why I drink Everclear because I can use it as a carb cleaner. I can can clean rusty tools with it. I can strip paint. I can do whatever the fuck I want to with Everclear and drink it until I pass out because Everclear is the closest thing that you're going to get to Hooch, aka Moonshine, from somebody in in the Appalachian Mountains. That's the only place you're going to get anything stronger than than Everclear. I don't know if you guys have drank it before, but man, I've made some brutal and absolutely some of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life drinking Everclear alcohol. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That I just can't believe we're in a society right now where Tito's has to come out with a statement saying, hey, don't use our alcohol for for hand sanitizer to kill the coronavirus because it's not going to work. Now, in this next clip I'm going to play for you, this shows the importance as being a broadcaster, why you should take pauses or even dramatic pauses. Because when you just go on one run-on sentence without that comma, maybe maybe the teleprompter didn't have the comma. I know a lot of these TV news anchors, you know, uh, Eric Weber, I, I, I've talked to him a couple of times about this. And Eric Weber, as you can tell, is able to come on the show when I worked with Bubba and, and just talk and bullshit. Just about random things, but most TV news anchors cannot just go off the cuff or be or ad lib on anything. They're just one of those rip and read anchors where they where they have to read absolute everything that's on the teleprompter. And I don't know if the rep- or the anchor was not reading it correctly or the teleprompter didn't have that pause or comment in it. But he reads this because his fellow anchor was out sick that day. But then he goes right into the next story without pausing and you'll hear how it sounds good evening 
evening. I'm Ken Bastida. Dana is off tonight. He was murdered and then set on fire while celebrating his birthday. Damn. Not only was Dana murdered, he was set on fire on his goddamn birthday. That is absolutely tragic. I know it's just a mistake on his part, but or the teleprompter's part, but you can hear how it sounds that because his anchor wasn't there for work, that he was set on fire and murdered on his birthday. Good evening, I'm Ken Bastida. Dana is off tonight. He was murdered and then set on fire while celebrating his birthday. All right, guys, I really, really, really appreciate every single one of you guys listening to this podcast. Please help spread the word. I'm not on the radio right now to be able to help spread the word. Everything about this podcast, about it growing, is because of you guys sharing and telling your friends about it on social media media. You can go to Tuttle.net. That's my website to go to everything involving everything in my life. Go to TuttleTV.com and subscribe. Please subscribe. Hit that little bell so you're alerted every time I post something new. TuttleTV.com. If you want to donate to the cause because all my content is free, go to PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Or you can also email me Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Guys, thank you. I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow.